Welcome to the Radical Flow podcast. My name is Angela. Radical Flow is flow that's on a mission, and that mission is to create a much better reality for us all. Welcome to episode 13. The other day, I heard an interview where a doctor broke down the difference between innate immunity, natural immunity, and vaccinated immunity. Now, before you conclude that this is going to be a chat just about COVID, let me assure you that it actually isn't. It's just that when the doctor explained these three approaches to how our body deals with infectious diseases, it struck me that there is a direct parallel from these three approaches to how we humans deal with life itself. So if you'll allow me a little latitude, first, I'd like to unpack these definitions, and then I'm going to create a bridge to a radical flow idea about life itself and the reality we create together. Here we go. Innate immunity is defined as the immune system we're born with. Now, it may not contain specific antibodies to deal with specific infectious diseases, but it's tough enough to bounce those infectious diseases right out to the curb before they come in the door. Natural immunity results when an infectious disease makes it past the door and infects the body and then goes into a real-time battle to mount both a defense and an attack on that infectious disease. As a result, it creates antibodies that are designed specifically for that infection. Then, if that infection shows up again, the body knows exactly how to bounce it off to the curb. Vaccinated immunity is a little more complex. There are different kinds of vaccines that deal with different kinds of infections and have different outcomes. Now, I'm not an immunologist or a virologist or a molecular biologist, so I'm not going to try to really unpack that in a detailed way. Instead, I'm going to keep it simple and draw one conclusion about one thing they all have in common, and that is their intent is to induce the body to practice fighting the infection or to build an armory of tools so it can. So let's recap. Innate immunity is the bouncer at the door. Natural immunity is the experienced security team inside the door. And vaccinated immunity is the security trainees in the back room running drills. Now let's look at life itself and build our bridge. Life is a series of creations and experiences. Some of them are new and fresh, but most of them are pretty repetitive, meaning we loop our ideas and thoughts, our emotions and opinions, and our reactions over and over again. And through that, we develop habits and patterns that pretty much stay the same unless we change them. Now, each of us has a unique collection of these habits and patterns that we call our personality or our attitude or our tendencies. You know, like he has a tendency to get angry or she has an attitude of gratitude. So each of us with our unique personas creates and experiences together. The environment, the people we hang out with, and the experiences playing out all stimulate our habits and reactions. And just like immunity, we have different ways that we can meet those habits and reactions. So let's get specific. Let's talk about 
fear. Fear is pretty prevalent right now and something that all people have an experience of. So let's walk through four different types of people. Person A popped into the world feeling safe. As they grew up, when something scary arose in their environment, they reacted in a curious and constructive way. And now, when person A is stimulated by something fearful, their innate reaction is to lean in and meet it like a challenge. Fear doesn't infect their mind. Instead, they let fear focus them. Fear never really gets in the door. Person B popped into the world feeling unsafe. And as they grew up, when something scary came up in their environment, they reacted in a contracted and apprehensive way. Now, when person B is stimulated by something fearful, their innate reaction is to be scared and tense, letting fear infect their mind and even direct their mind. Now, just like when an infectious disease enters the body, there's always a best case and a worst case outcome. Worst case for fear is that it can torment or paralyze you. It can cause panic, anxiety, and cause great harm. Best case is that other aspects of the mind can rally to reason with, to calm, or to overpower the fear, and then send it off to the curb. Person B's mind rallied to overcome, and it created a memory of that experience, which then formed it like a natural response for the next time that fear infects the mind. You could think of the rallying and the reasoning as antibodies specific for that type of fear. Now, does it mean that you never experience fear again? No. There are too many variants of fear. You know, just like there are many variants of respiratory infection diseases. Once you have a cold or flu, it doesn't mean you're never going to have one again. Once you overcome being afraid of one thing, it doesn't mean you won't be afraid of other things. Now, person C and D, well, they're both afraid of being afraid. They don't like fear. They don't like discomfort. They don't want any part of it. They have been inundated with fear most of their life, and as a result, they have trauma. Now, this is a cofactor that makes being afraid much worse for them. Just like health comorbidities make it worse for someone who contracts an infectious disease. Now, person C is seeking relief through training. They learn how to calm their body, how to strengthen their nervous system, and even they do things that are just a little bit fearful to build their courage and resilience by facing a chosen fear. This teaches them how to meet a specific fear, even though it's scary. If being in groups scares them, they practice being in groups, and that directly trains them. Just like a vaccine that teaches the body to fight an infectious disease, that doesn't really mutate, you know, like measles. Training to be in groups doesn't mean they're going to overcome the fear of speaking in front of groups. Just like vaccines for mutating infections don't directly combat all the mutations. But the undercurrent of training is this. It teaches the whole system to rally to meet fear. In other words, it stimulates a rallying response. Now, our last person, person D, also seeks relief. But training to person D is overwhelming. 
So they reach for something fast, a distraction or an impairment. Now sometimes they just need to escape the mind and sometimes they need to medicate it. Sometimes it comes down to whatever will work to save themselves from the worst outcomes of fear. When the cofactor of trauma is high, long-term practice of these escapes can come with serious side effects. Sometimes brief use can really help recenter person D, and then they can join person C in training to build their skill and resilience. But sometimes distraction and impairment become deep holes that are just so hard to get out of. Now I think most of us can see ourselves in all four of these aspects. Like person A, we all have innate healthy reactions where we can observe something that's a big deal for one person, but it's really easy and simple for us. And like person B, we also have life experience where we've met challenges on the fly and converted a struggle into a fresh, new, natural, and evolved response. We've flowed. And like person C, we've all also trained to overcome fear or build a skill. And like person D, we've all said, ah, fuck it, what's on Netflix? Now there's three things that we know for sure about fear. One, fear is an energy that we feel. Two, fear is infectious. And three, no mask can contain fear. Fear is an energy, an energy that circulates within us and outside of us. We all know that our electromagnetic field or our aura shares our energy attitude. So in other words, when we're fearful, we transmit the energy of fear. We also know that fear is infectious. All you got to do is turn on the six o'clock news and watch for about 20 minutes and your system will be stimulated by the fear. Be in a room with fearful people and you will be triggered into your own personal way of reacting to fear. Now no mask can contain fear. Pretending to be something you're not only confuses your energy and causes others to be wary of you, to be untrusting. What they energetically sense and what they visually see are two different things. Energy cannot be masked. So what we now have is a highly transmittable, infectious energy that cannot be contained, that's exuding from people's energy fields. And since energy knows no containment, no border closing is going to stop it. Right now, if we're honest, there is a pandemic of fear. Now, medicating might be perfect for those with super high cofactors of trauma. It will help them manage it to hopefully get them ready for some training. Training through it will be perfect for those who need to build resilience and to learn how to face fear. And meeting it in the moment and responding rather re than reacting will literally rewrite the reactionary system. This is flow in its most optimal form. Leaning into an innate capacity to deal with fear will hold that stable vibration for others. Now this is such an important piece. Now we're talking herd immunity. 
Herd immunity protects the vulnerable. Herd immunity is reached when enough people can bounce the infectious disease to the curb. Then the vulnerable are protected because the infectious disease is not being transmitted. With fear, when enough person A's radiate that innate wisdom around fear, and enough person B's get into flow and dismantle their reactions and respond in natural, evolving, and healthy ways, and enough person C's train to build resilience so they get good at facing fear, we will have created a herd immunity for persons D who need us to improve the environment so they can feel safe and they can heal. Where vaccines teach the body to bounce infectious diseases to the curb, they support this objective of herd immunity. Where vaccines or gene therapies, as we're experiencing now, do not stop transmission or infection, they do not contribute or create herd immunity. Now, in the beginning, I said, before you conclude this is a conversation just about COVID, let me assure you that it actually is not. This is what I meant. While COVID and all the mandates and protocols being delivered are having a massive impact on our planet, COVID is not our most threatening infectious disease. Fear is. Fear not only paralyzes us from thinking beyond our fear, it undermines our innate and natural immunity. More and more of us are landing in person C and D states. We are becoming afraid of being afraid. We don't like fear. We don't like discomfort. We don't want any part of it. Distracting, impairing, and masking fear does nothing to bounce it to the curb. And as a result, fear is now transmitting and infecting and mutating all over the globe. This is the real pandemic, and one that we could solve in a week. If you are a person A, Raise your hand, let other people see you. Share your natural innate vibration and help attune others. If you are person B, it's game time. Teach others how to transmute fear by facing it honestly and converting it into a flowing response. If you are a person C, find a person B and ask them to train you. And if you are a person D, find a person A and tell them, you will be cared for. And most importantly, declare, right here, right now, the pandemic of fear ends here. When fear is handled, every mechanism that uses fear to manipulate for profit or agenda will be instantly powerless. Energy now wasted on coping will be freed and focused toward thriving, toward building vitality and health on every level of our being. When fear is handled, love will freely flow. Imagine this, one global gathering, 
Instead of crowds of people transmitting fear, it will be crowds of people transmitting love, innovation and peace, ingenuity, clarity and focus, concentration, motivation, accomplishment, creativity and genius, health and vitality and laughter and joy and connection that's deep, caring and empathy, consciousness and freedom. Please say it with me. The pandemic of fear ends here. Thank you for joining me for another Radical Flow podcast. If you are enjoying the podcast, I would love it if you would share it. And until next time, I'll see you in the flow.